had a weird thought over the last week. As with many of my weird thoughts, this weird thought I actually owe to numerous discussions I've had with Nritya, my wife. So you've documented your weirdness on Substack for everybody to see. I've already published uh, a small essay detailing out the weird thought. Uh, and that came out, you know, Monday. And then this podcast is going to come out Thursday. Um, and then that essay is kind of the jumping off point for, for this discussion and, um, and basically any future weirdness that comes out of it. So uh, I'm pretty excited for the new format. And I'm hoping it'll be clear to all the, all the listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about engaging with them on, on both platforms, both through the, the written medium and through the podcast as well. And I think it helps us uh, when we're discussing these ideas to kind of thought them through and written, the, written them down up front so that, uh, you know, our discussions are less vacuous. Oh, yeah. Just writing it down, it mutated the idea multiple times. I think everyone's mm. had that experience of when you write things down, it just, uh, it changes, you have inner dialogue, and then... Um, at some point while writing, I was just looking for uh, any hope for just finishing this <laughs> essay because um, it started with a weird thought, but it, I think it just got weirder as I was writing. So let me tell you the generation of this. I thought the generations of the idea were, were kind of funny. So I first started because I've experienced lots of relationship differences between India and, and the United States, right? Like in terms of people and how they experience relationships. So it all started with arranged versus love marriage. So I just wanted to kind of break those two uh, institutions down and have some sort of interesting take on it. Because I had some interesting ideas, um, but I, I, I couldn't get there, VJ. I, I just think it's been talked about to death. It wasn't, it wasn't weird enough. Ah. So then I, was, I, I went through a couple of iterations of that. And then I came to uh, a point where... I was basically saying the same thing as any random love guru and I, and I hated it. So I scrapped all that shit. And one of my favorite science fiction authors has this excellent framework for how to generate science fiction fantasy worlds. And so this week's one weird thought was basically a strange marriage between a science fiction a Mormon science fiction fantasy author. And I don't know if that has anything to do with his ideas, but hey, it, it can't hurt to throw that out there. And my experiences with Indian and uh, American marriages that, uh, one, I'm a part of one, and two, I have lots of friends who are married now for many years. So I, I have a bunch of experience to draw from. Kieran, that is next level weird, right? Like, it's, it's like you weird. didn't talk about marriages and you kind of got there through science fiction written by a Mormon guy. Okay, what could possibly yeah. go wrong here? Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> so there are three realms that Brandon Sanderson talks about in most of his books. Uh, the physical, the cognitive, and the spiritual. And I just, I kind of use the words, but they mean completely different things in the context of relationships. Uh, but the physical relationship is, you know, what most of us would consider a um like physical love. Cognitive relationships are more in the mind. So they're more about practical necessity. And we've got spiritual relationships, which is a bit different than what you would classically think of as spiritual. But that's basically your connection with society, uh, connection with the broader world, and then eventually the universe. So in my opinion, there are three different relationship realms. And it behooves each person in the relationship to know which realm they're in 
and then to be on the same realm as their partner? Yeah, so, so obviously, you know, lots of questions, right, Karen? So, so one is, <laughs> is, there, is there like a, is this some sort of like journey where we're trying to work our way from, you know, the beginner level realm and we're trying to aspire to the, to the best level realm? Or... No, that's not. Okay. That's not how I was thinking of it at all. Okay. Um, I, I think they're all pretty much the same when it comes to like where I want to be, but you want to be on the same page is the main point. That's I how see. I was thinking about it. I see. So it's not about whether one's better than, the, uh, better than another. You're not trying to get from one place to another. You start a relationship and you could start in any one of these realms. Is that correct? Yeah. Cause like, that's where the arranged marriage bit came in. Like to me, arranged <laughs> marriage starts in the, the spiritual realm. And man, I, uh, I, I hate spirituality as like watered down religion. I, I feel like that modern definition of spirituality is like really like seventies, mm. uh, you know, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna type deal. Mm, mm. I, I don't really subscribe to that. So my version of spirituality that I, I think I wanted to make sure um, came through is it should be the connection you feel as a human being to, you know, everyone else and everything else in, in the world. Okay. Um, some level of like you can get that level of spirituality by going on a nice hike. You know what I mean? And, and in this instance, I think if I understand you correctly, when we talk about spiritual realm here, we're talking about like this profound connection with this other person that is not necessarily about the tangibles, right? They're not, it's not about the physical thing. It's not about, it's not about the kind of practical thing, right? It's, it's something else. Is that true? It's something else. And I think that something else is a very concrete connection with their family. Oh, that, so it's a, it really is. It really does come down to the, to that kind of familial connection. Because, that's what I think makes it a spiritual relationship at the beginning, at least, right? Like all you know about this person is what their family is like, because in some sense you've met them through mutual friends or family. So, you know, their network better than you know that person. Okay. But then, um, well, a couple of comments there. One is it feels like the spiritual realm is very much a kind of Indian diaspora, pan India kind of thing, right? It doesn't feel like a very Western thing then. Is that true? Because like, I look at my, my friends who are, you know, born here and, and of the white persuasion, right? Like they don't, but they don't have those connections with like the families from the other side. Like for me, for example, like over the holiday, I, we were hanging out with my sister-in-law and during that process, we were hanging out with her husband's cousins. And I know those people now. Right. And so, um, you know, that kind of hyperextended, like kind of Indian family relationship thing, right. That, that's a kind of, that's an us thing, I think. So does that mean these other people are counted out? No, no, I kind of disagree with that because I went to a college that was famous for couples emerging out of that college. They must, they had like a double digit percentage number of uh, married couples that came out of the university. And to me, those couples connected with Rice University as much as they connected with each other, at least through the initial parts, right? Your networks are so intertwined if you went to the same college. 
I see. I see. But, but I, I guess the other thing that you were saying is prior to entering that relationship, you have that common cultural, that common social network. Yeah, exactly. So like, think about uh, friends who have met through their church, friends mm-hmm. who have met through a, a, an ultimate league, mm-hmm. right? Like there are many levels to this. And I think they have so many ties in common that that, that in itself is how they connect with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the relationship is, it comes through that rather than the other way around, uh, which I think is more from the physical realm. Because like, so for example, like if I look at Kirsty and I, right, uh, Kirsty and I uh, were introduced to each other, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, on paper, you know, like we come from the same background, right? Like uh, we're both Hindu Brahmin, like we kind of have this Punjabi background as well, right? And so we have these, and we were both, you know, born and raised in the UK, right? So we have this kind of strong cultural connection, but our circles like didn't in, inter, intersect at all. I knew nobody, she knew, uh, and vice versa, right? And yeah. so I felt like having those kind of, those common things in our in our past and in our lives were really helpful, but yet we didn't know any of the same people, you know? Um, so where do you think we fit in your, in your model? I think you would still be, you started off in the rule set of the spiritual realm. Yeah. And, I haven't detailed this at all. And I was kind of trying to think through what changes if you go from one place to another, right? Cause mm-hmm. that's the most important part. Uh, as long as you know what, what happens, then you can kind of mm-hmm. navigate it. Uh, because to me, the physics, the chemist, like all of that should change when you go from realm right. to realm. Right. But I, I would think you started in spiritual because you, you had common connection, common cultural background. And now maybe you didn't have the same mutual friends, but you probably mm-hmm. had friends of friends. Or, or there was so much mutual common language that you both had yeah. that I, it, it probably made a lot of your early relationship easier. I, I was about to say like the kind of that common language, right? And there's kind of common, like kind of cultural references and things like that really bond you, right? Like, you know, Kirsty and I, we've been married 26 years, right? And 26 years. You better get that right. Year, otherwise. This year. <laughs> This okay, year, we okay. would have been married 26 years. It's 2023, 27 years. We would have been married 27 <laughs> years this year. So it's just, it's just, it's I'm going to say that was a bold move to try to do an anniversary date math calculation. You know what? Life. I just want to, and you know, we've recorded this for posterity. So when we rewind, what we'll yeah. see is the very first number of years that I gave was the correct number of years. And I gave that number of years with confidence. You did. Right? So, so... Good on me, is what I'm telling myself, right? So, um, <laughs> but, but where, where I was going was, like, we've been married 26 years, and that piece, that kind of common kind of cultural framework is really helpful, and it kind of comes across, like, in very subtle ways, like our ability to kind of communicate very, very efficiently with each other and kind of share these kind of ideas with each other, which wouldn't make sense to anybody else in the rest of the world, right? Like... Um, uh, like they, they're, they're born from that, you know, and, and I guess they also mm-hmm. kind of uh, evolved together, right? Like, you know, we started over there, right? And then, you know, as we moved through uh, LA and, and Sacramento and, and here in Seattle, like they kind of evolved, but they kind of uh, evolved together, right? Um, you know, so I guess there's also that kind of continuing to to nurture that thing. I think nurture sounds um, 
very deliberate, right? But I, I think it's it's more it's more about it's it's like a forest and it's you know nature is taking care of business, right? Like it's not so yeah, much yeah. You, you a deliberate of, act. That's that's what happens in my experience too. It's like any time these jumps happen, it's very uh, you can only reason about it after the fact, mm. where the relationship changes in in substantial ways, um, and that's why I think it's possible and actually it's highly likely you move between the spiritual and the physical or the physical and the cognitive you can move between those but i would argue that those are very rare events like if if that's happening every month then it's too confusing for people so they're not choices or um you're not shifting from one to another it's more about maybe altering the mix perhaps so for example I feel like when I look at Kirti and I now, right, because we're good at it and we've been doing this for a long time now, you know, 26 years, as I said earlier, so, um, um, we're actually very good at the cognitive bit now. Right? Yeah. Like we've, got our, we've got our processes down, man. Like we're so good at stuff. Like we go out like, and we, you know, we split up, right? And she's going to go to Whole Foods and I'm going to Trader Joe's because that's the kind of life we live. And <laughs> yeah we're both going to go pick up the stuff that we need to pick up with minimal overlap, you know, because that's how dialed in we are, you know, with each other. And that's how good we are at, you know, like having this kind of set of processes that we've evolved together. Um, I, I think that maybe, right. There are a set of folks who are basically wholly fixated on the process and their whole relationship is all about kind of one exercise in project management and maybe yeah. those folks are the uh, kind of like cognitive dominant, let's say. Hey, I, I mean, I I think I'm caught, our relationship right now and Ritya's and mine, we're also cognitive dominant. And I think that kind of naturally happens when you have a kid. Like I would argue yeah. once we had the kid was when we just had to take a shift into this realm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just things would fall down. There's just too many logistical th- challenges to handle. I wonder how we get out of this realm because it's nice. I would stay here for an extended period of time because it's very, yeah. it's, and I don't think we have our processes as dialed in as you and Kirti Vijay because, you know, well, we're, mean, we're moving around a little bit more and we're newer, we're very new parents. So yeah. but, but there's just less practice. I, yeah. I, I would say that the expectations on you with respect to like, because of the way you're living right now, right? They require like, kind of really good like planning and things like that. Otherwise you're showing up at the airport on the wrong day and things like that. So um, I don't have those problems. It's kind of hard work still for us to get through the airport in one piece. Right. Um, So, um, but, but maybe, right. So maybe, maybe your arc is like kind of spiritual cognitive and then maybe kind of this kind of like rediscovery kind of thing. Like later on, I, I kind of feel like in some ways, like, and Kirti and I are kind of doing some of that now, right? Because the processes get more uh, automatic, right? So you're having to spend yeah. less time, right? Expectations, you know, painfully. One would set. hope. One would hope. <laughs> well, part of it, right? Part of it is just like kind of like kind of leveling out on expectations, right? And kind of getting through those bumps, you know. Um, yeah. Right. So you kind of get to the point where, for better or worse, you know how it's going to be, right? If there's a toilet that's clogged, that's that's my problem, you know. Uh, but so maybe you get to the point where you get super efficient at that, right? Yeah. Um, 
your children require less effort from you, right? Their self uh, swiping, right? Like, you know, um, well, that'll be good. I'm, oh, I'm so excited for that. It's a great day. It's a great day, you know? And, and the thing is like, you kind of want five nines on that one too, right? Like it, it's, yeah, I, I don't think I can just, after the first one, I don't think I'm done. No, I think there's, no, there's the bit of disappointment of like, you know, wow, you got that right for many months. And yet today, many today? months, Vijay, do I have many mm. months of overlap where I might have to change diapers? Well, well it's more about accidents. Oh, yeah. accidents. It, it's quite frankly, shit happens. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but, but the, the point is like, you kind of get through that, you get to that point where like, it's easier with the kids, right? Like they're, they're able to manage themselves more. Yeah. Right. They're doing stuff which you're not involved in. Right. So you kind of go through a little bit of a kind of rediscovery, right? Like you get to talk to each other again about, oh, about you. Right. You know? And so, so, so maybe there's that kind of, maybe there is a pattern, right? Maybe it's, you know, you start out physical, you get spiritual about it, or then life demands that you get cognitive, right? And then you can get spiritual again. So there's this underlying thread. I don't know if you picked it up, but I was thinking it as I was writing, mm. but I kind of feel like relationships that I'm reading about and mm. that, you know, my sister's on online dating. So she tells me about like, you know, stuff that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. It feels a little more cognitive. Like people are starting out their relationships yeah. with a more utilitarian bent, which is, yeah. it kind of makes sense because of the internet. But, but I, I wonder if we're like missing something because it's starting out that way. Yeah, I, I read that. I read that in your in your article and it, it really hit me as well. It feels like like they're running their relationships like an algorithm. Like they're running it the same way the app is matching them up. Right. And That's so what I was thinking. Right. There's no kind of there's no warmth to it. You know, there's no like kind of like it's just like, well, you know, check, check, check. Oh my gosh, you failed on, on this particular criteria. Next. Right. Um, yeah. like there's no kind of there's no there's nothing irrational about it. All, right. There's nothing like, you know, I like you, you know, and I don't really know why, you know. Uh and I like you a lot. And there's no reason for me to like you a lot. I have nothing to go off of. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I do. And it's more than looks, right. Because there's something else because you meet other people who are attractive, right. Like, but it's not the same thing. Right. Like, and so, and all that's, I feel like the apps have just weeded that out. Maybe it's the limitations of AI. Like they, right. Maybe it's a terrible I mean, idea. Maybe we, or maybe AI isn't good enough yet. Right. There, there might literally be a way of training a data set where it takes people and then the other people that they've been obsessed with. And we figure out that it's a combination of facial characteristics and I don't know, education. My, my, that would be a bummer. Here's my <laughs> but, hypothesis, right? Like they're gathering all the data, right? They're seeing all the successes and then they're right, right. Now we've got the, right now we've just got to look through. Yes. And, and find the model, right. And find the, and my, my bet is that, they look through and they can't find a pattern because the data set's missing a parameter. Right? And then, that parameter is love because I, I'm going to, that's, that's, the, that's the beginning of a Hallmark movie, Vijay. I know. And everybody who's listened to the other podcasts, they're, they're all as uncomfortable as I am with the, with the whole thing, you know, <laughs> um, but, but I think it's kind of true. Like it's kind of true. Like when I met Kuthi, like 
and, and I know this is not normal, but I'm not kidding. Like the day I met her within an hour of meeting her, I was disproportionately excited about it. Like darn near yeah. giddy, darn near giddy. It turned out only 50% of us were feeling giddy about this whole thing. But <laughs> uh, Let me tell you something though, Vijay. It is so much, that feeling of it being a one-way street is actually beautiful. And there's something about it. And I'm speaking from extreme experience. You at right. least were, were meeting her to get married, right? Like, and you knew she was kind of into it by the time you, well, you'd known, you were meeting. Right. You'd known Aritya forever, right? Dude. And I was getting nothing. It was one way for like five years. It was so stupid. Like with these so kind of pathetic, what are these pathetic puppies, right? Oh, you know. Brutal. Wait, how long did your one way street last? Not long. Not long, right? No, not long. Like, like very quickly, like we knew we were going to get married. Like it just felt right. Like within a few Damn. months, within a few months, right? Which is pretty incredible, right? Like, and but you still appreciate that initial bit, right? Where it was just you, like there's something about it. It's, if it feels irrational. And I think that irrationality is just, nice. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's what I've, I'm kind of enamored with, right? Is the irrationality of it all, right? It's like, yeah. um, and where, where is that going to show up in, you know, Bumble, right? You know, like how does that get codified? It, it becomes creepy on those platforms. If you, th if I'm, if I'm putting myself yeah. where I was in high school and let's say I was swiping right or left on Bumble and right. this girl said no. And then I spent the next five years of my life trying to get, you know, trying to get close to her or like, yeah, at some point you're getting arrested. Turns, I'm yeah. getting arrested, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't like that at all back then. And I will, you know, Nritya knows that it was, it was like a cute, I would think about it. I would feel sad, but I would also feel like a complex cocktail of emotions. No. But there was something about it that was character forming and it just, um, I don't think that's going to happen. So I feel like the relationships today, unless mm. they've gone through that period where it's like this weird, irrational, you're using like you, all you see is a screen. I feel like it's, it's a tough way to start. Um, but I, I think people figure it out and self-reportedly, I don't, I don't know if you've used any of the dating apps, VJ, but I, I have not. <laughs> no, I think it'd be problematic if I was using a dating app. <laughs> don't, any day. don't admit to anything. <laughs> any, uh, if you think about it, uh, I suspect that dating apps started after I got married. So if there's any profile of me out there on a dating app, that's, that's a serious problem. That's kind that's of a showstopper true. issue. Uh, <laughs> You could just search for product testing because you. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, I honestly I, feel like I don't understand that entire world, and that's why maybe hmm. I've kind of put it into a box that it doesn't deserve to be in. Right? There's been so much written about it and so much interesting stuff written about it that I, hmm. I have enjoyed reading, but hmm. I, I haven't like experienced it. So, kind of shifting gears a bit, right? So, I guess one question I have for you is how does like experiencing everyday life feel in each of these different realms? So pick a mundane life thing that you got to do yeah. and then talk me through like kind of what it means in each of these realms. So I'm assuming the physical realm, um, 
a lot of the mundane things aren't really events for for two people that like they're they're in this at least for me i remember we had a vague fuzzy bubble uh in college where you know all the mundane things were going to classes getting mm. grades doing tests all that stuff but um Nritya, like our relationship didn't really hinge upon it 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 wasn't contingent on any of that stuff sure right, there'd be right. stresses or something from mm. the external tests and mundane activities but like they don't really feature um they're just part of discussion do you feel like to a certain extent like you're kind of like living like you have like kind of these parts of your lives which are kind of separate boxes from each other and so therefore right i got you that makes sense it felt like a separate box yeah exactly mm. like there was a small bubble we were living in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. now obviously that that's there are problems with that so like if we go to the spiritual realm mm-hmm. um there there's so many things i would appreciate nritya for um you know when we moved back to india we we got to know each other's families and our ourselves and how we react to our families a lot better right so that's mm-hmm. like connections happening mm-hmm. um when i got nritya into uh, rhythm guru so there's like mm-hmm. there's a part of myself that i've connected with um i connected with music like since childhood right mm-hmm. and i i love teaching but i i had this like weird situation in high school where not no one really appreciated uh indian classical music in india so i kind of i kind of went through a weird period where i i didn't really talk about it or or ha- do much with it mm. um so it was nice to connect to a bunch of you know musical kids with nritya that felt like another spiritual thing we did oh. um yeah the, so that like the mundane activity then of hey we're uh going to the supermarket then becomes uh a way of kind of relating i'm i'm stretching here but i think like there is a way of relating to broader society so you're basically you're you're buying groceries maybe for like a potluck and with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and that feels like the the worthy goal for the two of you um maybe the cognitive realm for the same thing is um more efficient um i feel like i'm ragging on the cognitive realm and i i don't i think that's unfair vijay i think the cognitive realm is more about um being efficient with each other's time but really appreciating each other for how good they are at handling their side of the bargain you know what i, I mean you know what i had a tremendous like this this substack article kind of really registered with me and um maybe kind of be more mindful and and thoughtful to, towards Kirti and I failed like after I read the substack article like I had a cognitive realm failure oh no and it it bothered me disproportionately like it really bothered me um I'm so sorry Vijay. here's what happened right here's what happened Kirti was out and about and she was going to come home stop stop at home for a couple of minutes drop uh, uh drop my kid off and head back out again to an appointment she had no time and yeah. she called me up she said can you do me a favor i'm dying for a cup of tea can you make me some tea and i started the process i don't uh, like where this is going with you i i i started boil the water 
right? And um, I'd even, no, all I'd done was boil the water. And then I realized, oh my God, I didn't make the tea. And then I went. And just as I was preparing, she walked in through the door and she was really disappointed. Oh, no. She was really like, she, you know, it was like she'd asked me to do this one thing. And I really let her down. Right. And it, it wasn't like, I, I didn't even meet expectations, right? And there, I'd started out with aspirations of exceeding expectations, right? Yeah, I bet I you was, had dreams of, you know, making I was going to make, the, make the tea and put like a biscuit down next to it, right? Oh. Which, right, you know, would have been very excellent. And instead, yes. I all I had done really was pour, was boil some water. And as she walked through the door, I was pouring the water to steep the tea back. So I failed and I felt terrible about it. Oh. Right. And it was like, I'm supposed oh. to be, we were supposed to be doing better at these things. And it was like, you know, she, she really wanted me to do this for her and I blew it. So, But dude, that's the tricky part of the cognitive realm. I know what you mean. I, I've had, if I started my list of those things, it would, we'd, we'd be here for a while. But I think the other part of it is forgiveness <laughs> because we're both, we're both in it. I think had I not read your article, I would have been less upset about it. Like, it, like this was two days ago, and it's kind of still bothering me. Like, I feel like as soon as we're done wrapped up here, I've got to just gotta go, go make up and kind of, tea. yeah, like kind of throw myself at her mercy. You know, um, and I guess we just got to keep working, working away at it. You know, I think yeah, or 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 you got you got to move to a different realm. See if you can make one of those switches happen. I, no, I see. I, okay, look, now I feel like we're deep in overtime, but I have a thought for you. Yeah. It's, well, maybe you were going to touch on this and you didn't quite get there. And that was like, you've got to kind of move together, right? Otherwise, I think things get kind of messy, yeah. right? So I might be better in one of these other realms, but what she's expecting of me is to function well in the cognitive realm. Yeah. Right? And I feel like I'm not as good at the cognitive realm as I am at the spiritual realm, perhaps. And I think lifestyle design, and I, I don't I don't know if lifestyle design is the right word here, but basically managing your external context to put you in the best realm possible uh, might could have could help. There is a large part of our decision to start traveling, right? Mm -hmm. Where we we realized we're in a realm that we're not particularly great at, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's try and make it easier on ourselves by doing this traveling thing. And by and large, it's actually, I mean, like there's an excitement about it, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we know that there's things that we have to do. So we're actually, we might've in fact moved more into the cognitive realm, but it does feel like we're, detaching a bit from society almost right like when you mm -hmm. go to new places and you don't know anyone you're you're deep in in physical territory you need like just basic support from each other and you're trying to make it work mm -hmm. it's a really fun place to be in whereas maybe we weren't doing so hot at the spiritual realm ah ah so so you're basically going realm shopping or hopping and finding the realm, realm that works hopping. for you uh, yeah, I I'm, obviously I hadn't thought about it in this in these terms, but it's kind of interesting to think about. I I do think like 
unfortunately there's there's bound to be uh inequities between if in any two people someone's mm. going to be more comfortable in a particular realm um mm. and it's it's really obvious like i'm i'm from america and Nithya mm. is from india in in mm. a, in like sincere way like when we met mm-hmm. we always thought we would go back to india because our families are there but now as Nithya has gotten more used to the the way you know america works she's like just as comfortable here so there is a mm. level of getting comfortable in the in the new realm mm. i don't know man it's it's a it's a hairy one and also boiling just trying to distill down relationships in the three regions is bound for failure but i i hope it's like at least interesting right like when you think of things that we're doing and decisions we're making based on where we're at i think it could be a useful framework karen i think what we should do is 2024 around yeah. january 17th we do a realm check right and i'd be very curious to see if the traveling like kind of what it's done to you guys from that perspective <laughs> we've discovered a fourth realm oh, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't get me out <laughs> yeah 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 well maybe our listeners will come back and, and say you know what you guys have got this all wrong it's all wrong. I, I would love to hear that. I, yeah, yeah. I love any, like, you know, holes in this model. 2024, right. Jan 17th, Realm Check. Jan 17th. Documented. All right. Right here. Always fun, man. Let's yeah. uh, talk yeah. next week.